Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the podcast. It's Steve and Garrett live from the Men of Iron headquarters, episode 37G. What's going on, man? It's been a while since I've been on an episode of Men of Iron Podcast. I know, so. man. Where you been? You don't let me on here anymore, Steve. Silver Fox stole your thunder. I know. He's better looking <laughs> anyway, I guess. Well, happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you, man. We just celebrated happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, killing it with the, the dad life. Yeah, hashtag dad life. It's, <laughs> it's all good. Happy Father's Day to everybody. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to today's uh, podcast. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Episode 37 is brought to you by our good friends at Family Field Guide, helping you become confident in the spiritual leadership of your home. Go to familyfieldguide.us for more info. Man, I would love to introduce our special guest today, a dear friend, Dave Towers. Dave is the state director in Pennsylvania for Men of Iron. He's responsible for leading, growing, and organizing Strong 27 through the implementation of partner churches, communities, and regions. Dave and his wife, Emily, have three children, Eli, Lily, and Toby. Toby's a little tank, man. Yeah, just tankist. <laughs> he enjoys spending time outdoors and staying active as long as he can avoid throwing his shoulder out. Dave and his family reside in Lancaster, PA. DT, welcome to the show. Thanks. Appreciate it. That, uh, that job title makes me sound better than I think I really am, so I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, what's going on? Tell the listeners and viewers who is David Towers. Obviously, you know, being co-workers here at Men of Iron, we know all about you, man, but let the listeners know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, thanks for having me on today, guys. Uh, it's fun to be on here. I, I hear the podcasts all the time, so it's really cool to be able to participate. Uh, kind of the short version, uh, I am first and foremost a child of God, a uh, servant of the King, uh, and I am going to spend the rest of my life figuring out exactly what that means, I believe. Uh, but that's first and foremost. I'm a, I'm a son and brother to a wonderful family that I was raised in. I was super blessed growing up. Um, as you mentioned, I'm a husband to my bride, Emily and also a father to Eli and Lily and Toby, and they keep me plenty busy. So uh, it's been really cool. I, I also have been super blessed by Men of Iron here to be able to go through uh, something called Rhythm in 20, and that's really helped me spiritually, and it's cool. We, I just wrapped up, so uh, this is kind of the 32nd version of who I am and who God's called me to be, if you don't mind me uh, reading it real quick. I want to be a man of God who relies fully on Him and does not <clears throat> simply take the easy road a man who embraces the adventure God has brought me on and give all the glory to God as it will be evident that only he could have done it. To sacrifice safety and success, to instead fully pursue God, righteousness, and his calling in my life. I want to be like John the Baptist and call for repentance and let people know that the kingdom of God is near and can be fully experienced here on earth. That's a big part of what he's been putting on my heart is is we can truly experience God here on earth. to be unique and set apart and to encourage God's people to encounter him in their lives, to help others experience growth and surrender and sacrifice to God to the point that we say, if God wants me to, I will. That will result in joy in life and glory to God. So God's just kind of brought me to this point right now uh, where I'm saying, God, what do you have in life for me and and where do you want me to go? And I think that's a lot what the podcast is about Mm. here today also. So awesome, man. Love it. DST in the house. All right, we're going to hit you with take five. Take five towers. I love oh, it. Man. Take five towers. Take five towers. All right, just a little icebreaker. Although we've probably done plenty of icebreaking with DST over the years, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, take five, question number one. What's the best part and the hardest part about working in ministry? Oh, um, all right. So the best part is just seeing the life change. Uh, what's going on here at Men of Iron and the mentors and the protégés and the directors is life-giving. I think we kind of get in the weeds, uh, and that's probably the hardest part is just seeing, hey, this isn't just the day-to-day. This isn't my tasks and my to-dos. That's probably the hardest part. Um, but the best part is 100% seeing guys that are being changed, seeing marriages restored. Uh, and from the moment I got involved, even as a mentor, that's what I saw is God is doing incredible things when two men sit down together and, and meet and talk about faith. Awesome. Take five, question number two. Since we just celebrated Dad's Day, what's your favorite thing about being a dad? <laughs> uh, Poop. I- <laughs> Yeah, that's the least favorite. <laughs> Fortunately, I only have one hiney to wipe now. We're almost out of hiney wiping stage. But uh, my favorite thing is just seeing the growth and seeing, even though they're three, five, and seven, seeing them asking questions about God. My five-year-old daughter the other day said, Daddy, why did God create the world? And I was like, oh, uh, that's we're going to spend our lives <laughs> trying to figure that out. But that's my favorite part, seeing them kind of figuring out what God is and who he is and how he interacts with them. Awesome, awesome. All right, take five, question number three. You got to keep this PG now. Give oh us your. Oh, my goodness give gracious. It, I've just seen your, this for the first time. <laughs> this is going to be good. Give us your best Garrett Barbush story. Oh, man. I don't know if you can give us one that's PG. Oh, uh, I don't know that I have too many, but every time I hang out with Garrett's friends when we're in Ohio or when we're out there, man, I hear a new story every <laughs> single time. All very Christ like, right? All Dave? totally Christ like. Yeah, exactly. Um, before college at least or after college uh you know i i love this story garrett i don't even remember why you ended up there was some animal that was that was dying that you ended up putting out of its misery uh for for your nephews i believe you you can tell me a little bit more about it exactly right so yeah i'll i'll give the the 10 second version was there was a cat that was hit uh, by a car it was suffering uh, my sister was at home. It was on their driveway. My nephew, Kyle, is, uh, you know, sensitive to animals and just could not do it. And so I had to go out and she called me and I said, well, have one of your boys do it. It's like one of those, you know, from boy to manhood things. And oh, yeah. so anyway, I had to put this cat out of its misery. And anyway, the, it, it's not a funny story, but uh, there, the, the way that my college teammates and roommates told the story was, was funny. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of many. There's probably thirty five. <laughs> yeah, one of that many. We could we could spend the rest of the podcast doing this. <laughs> All right, take five. Question number four: What's the best part about owning a boat? Oh, uh, owning a boat. So we boat on the Susquehanna, and we go out most weekends. And the best part about it is it's twenty five minutes away. And like, I, it's like you're on vacation because I'm not at my house seeing all the house projects and all the stuff I should be doing around my house. So you feel like you're hours and hours away from the house and all the worries in life. And we're just out there on the river. Uh, I used to wakeboard and do a lot of things that were kind of more adrenaline focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I ruptured an eardrum that I had to have surgery on and retore my labrum. And so now I wake surf, which is very low contact, but yeah, it's super fun. The kids love it. The wife loves it. Uh, just great family time. He's a, he's a hot mess, man. He's just got body parts hanging on. <laughs> just can't even take the guy golfing without him getting hurt. <laughs> All right. Uh, final question for take five. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, man. 
the best piece of advice I've ever been given. The first thing that comes to mind uh, is just a, a money thing to live within your means. Uh, it doesn't matter how much money you're making, uh, but if you're spending less than you're making, you're saving up, you're, you're giving some to the church, uh, you're going to be okay down the road. And so that's really stuck with me all along. Um, and then spiritually just, uh, yeah, treat God like he's, like he's your friend, like he's right there. Uh, he hears us. He, he knows us. Awesome. Well, Dave, we certainly appreciate you being on here. We want to kind of give the listeners and the viewers some context to why you on here or are on here today and why we decided to, to have you be uh, the guest on today's episode. And uh, for those of you that you know don't know Dave, obviously he's he, he's been employed by Men of Iron for the last four years. Um, and there's been a little bit of a journey, both from Men of Iron's standpoint and, and from Dave's uh, vantage point as well, over the last, I don't know, Dave, what would you say, last year? Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, have been having very open, very honest, transparent conversations, which some of them have been good, some of them have been difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, where we find ourselves today is this is Dave's final week here at Men of Iron. Um, and we've been just super grateful for the time and the commitment and the energy and just overall the, the sacrifice that Dave has made um, for Men of Iron and for the organization and for the ministry. And so we wanted to use this time as a way to number one, honor Dave, but also communicate to our donor base and communicate to our directors and mentors and protégés and just really kind of tell the story because I feel like God's hands have been on this thing from from the beginning. Um, and like I said, there's been good, there's been difficult, there's right. been a lot of prayer, a lot of conversations, a lot of seeking. And so we're going to kind of get into that and how, because Dave, I, what I really have, uh, what I appreciate about this whole entire process was it hasn't been easy, mm-hmm. um, but I really do believe that um, God's been honored yep. through this. I really feel like Men of Iron's been honored through this. And I feel like you've been honored and your family's Absolutely. been honored through the, through this as well. And I just felt like it was a really good lesson for our listeners and viewers to kind of take away, whether you're from an employer standpoint or an employee standpoint, uh, whether it's ministry or business, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how do we leave well? You know, mm-hmm. how, how do we end well? How do we go on to the next cycle of life, the next season of life, whatever you might want to call it? How do we transition that? And, and I think there's so many great lessons that we can learn from an employee standpoint mm-hmm. and from an organizational standpoint. Uh, because I can tell you over the last year, I have not, there's been very little times where I've had the answers, um, but really have just kind of sought the Lord. And, and it's been more of a, from my standpoint, a more of an openness and willingness and um, obedience to have the conversations that's what I think what I've learned the most from it all. Mm. Um, and I want you to talk more about that today. Um, but, but let's go back, Dave, let's go back several years before we get into <laughs> back in time. Yeah. Go back, uh, before we get into the lessons that we've learned through this and that you've learned through it, how, tell the people, how did you end up at men of iron in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. So I worked in a family business uh, for about 10 years before I came here. Uh, and I thought I was going to be there long term. I was part of a, an ownership transition, a management transition. I kind of felt called to the people there. Uh, my dad had started the company and uh, I loved what I was doing and I had no intention of leaving. Uh, CFC actually brought on Men of Iron back when it was Men of Iron before even the Strong 27 ministry. Uh, and, and I signed up as a protege. I thought, oh man, I should really be mentored first. Uh, but it turns out a lot of other people also wanted to be mentored. And there was a younger guy uh, that, that, that the leadership at CFC was like, Dave, I want you to mentor this guy. 
And it's just crazy how God works because I think he reveals stuff one step at a time often. I don't think he wants us to know the whole process because he wants us to rely on him throughout it. And so I started meeting with a guy and the, the first time I met with him, I just thought, man, there is power in, in two men or a couple men sitting down and talking about faith together. And from that first time, I, I knew God was calling me to get more involved in this ministry and Men of Iron in the vision and the mission. And so uh, I mentored him for the first couple months, I realized God was calling me into more. I, I directed at CFC. Uh, you know, that's a big part of, of what makes this ministry run is those directors. And I was kind of crossing my fingers like, God, tell me this is all the more that you're calling me to because I was loving my job. I was enjoying it. I thought I was going to be there. Started directing it. And I felt like God was saying, nope, like Dave, I've got you. I want you to use your business experience uh, and come on board. I know a lot of the people here at Men of Iron are, are businessmen just serving in a ministry capacity. Um, and so it led to some really good conversations. I, I came to Garrett. I was like, man, I don't know what the heck this is all about, but like I'm feeling called to work here. And so Garrett said, hey, turn in a, a resume. And I was like, well, for what position? I don't know if you remember, but you're like, I don't know, just turn in your resume, like for whatever you feel like you're being called to. Uh, and the resume that I turned in was going to be their next hire. So we had that kind of first of many hard conversations of like, you're like, Dave, we want to bring you on. We've got the role for you, but we don't have the finances. And it was like, oh, well, that's interesting. So I went back to my dad then, and maybe that was the hardest conversation I had because he was still, you know, kind of had me in the plans for the for the business and my, my brother and for us to take part of that. And he kind of, he's a man of God, which I'm... The, hold on, we got to stop Dave hitting oh, the table because it comes up on the sorry. mic. Sorry. He's, Dave's very passionate. He's a, he's a man of God, fortunately. But he <laughs> said to me, he was like, Dave, I want you to... Uh, know what you're getting into before you get into it. And so that kind of then it clicked like, hey, Garrett, what if I'd work part-time for you? Make sure it's a good fit here. Uh, and then also from a GSM standpoint, before I completely get out of the family business, let's make sure that, that I know what I'm getting into. And so those were the first conversations. Yeah. Talk just and just briefly, Dave, because we want to get into like the, the lessons that we've learned here, particularly over the last 12 months. But talk a little bit about that leap because I've – you know, being around the country, whether we're in Florida, Ohio, you know, here in Pennsylvania, uh, a lot of us have had that similar journey of kind of going from transitioning from, you know, um, you know, the for-profit business world to, you know, non-profit or as uh, I like to say, there's, if we don't make a profit, we don't survive. So we are <laughs> actually a for-profit for purpose, obviously. Yeah. Um, ministry setting, what was the most difficult part about that leap and that jump? Hmm. Is it the unknown? Talk a little bit more about that. For yeah. I mean, I, I think looking back now, like I was leaving a lot of worldly things and that's obviously tough. I was, I was leaving the good pay. I was leaving the clear, um, yeah, the, the clear path to leadership. Um, and I think that was the hard part. The family business, the way GSM's bylaws are written up, like once you're out, you are out. You can still be part of the family, uh, but you are completely out. And so that and was really hard. You're out of the family as well. I was out of the family a little while. <laughs> he so was, they, he was they're, they're, slow, they're slowly letting me back in. <laughs> the uh, Lancaster County shunning. That's right. So that was certainly the hardest part. But looking back on it, it, it was an easier transition because I knew God was calling me to it. Like I kind of resisted it for a little while. But once I knew God was calling it to me, that kind of put everything at peace. This transition that, we'll, that we're getting into now, we'll get into a little bit more, but it's been a harder transition um, because now I'm getting back into for-profit 
And so I really had to check my pride. God, is this like a pride thing? So when I was getting into ministry, it was like, God, you're calling me into ministry. There's no like earthly things that it's like, yeah, I'm doing this. That's anything other than doing it for God. Um, And so just kind of feeling his peace, having my wife support. She's been incredible through all of it. Um, And so, yeah, it was just leaving behind the the worldly stuff. Yeah. And I want to be, I want, I want to be, my, I think my desire here is to be transparent mm-hmm. on this podcast so that everybody really does understand the, the true story. But talk a little bit about what you've seen um, from an employee standpoint, from an environment employee standpoint. What have you seen happen over the last four plus years? Um, what have you, how have you seen us as an organization change and grow? Mm. And I think that'll kind of lead us into uh, where we're heading here. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's been awesome. Like uh, the the vision has stayed the same, right? It, it's about mentorship. Uh, I think when I came on board, I didn't realize how much of a startup it really was. You know, we were hosting these luncheons and trying to get directors on board. And we had, I think, 11 churches at the time. And it was pretty tiny. And when I came on board, like the reason that I think God called me to it and made it so clear was, I saw it was you and John at the time and you were working on getting the, the curriculum and like, hey, what is it that we're really doing? John was working on the fundraising and you guys were trying to also work with directors and churches and, and partners at that point. Then that grew, right? And, and so over three or four years, that really grew and that expanded. And then I think that also, we, we then realized like, oh man, like what got us to this growth has a limited capacity. It's not scalable, which right. is why kind of now we're going through some of the systems, some of the transition that's going to allow us to grow from there. So it really went from what I'd consider a startup into now it's we're making it scalable while still having that same impact on the individuals. Yeah, I think one of the lessons I've learned here, and this came from a, a podcast that was shared with me, and I can't remember the name of it. We'll add it. We'll add the link at the end. But it talks about growth and scalability, mm. um, and how that actually both they're different. You know, mm. people think that uh, growth you've got to scale, but like they're actually two different things. There's growth, which we've experienced, yep. and then there is positioning your organization for scalability mm. and. I think um, what we've struggled with or the biggest change that I've experienced over the last four years is, man, you can really have a great experience with growth, but um, it doesn't mean that you have to scale. Mm. You can still continue to operate through growth. It's just if you have a desire to scale, then scaling is not growing. Scaling is positioning yourself uh, in a way uh, to allow God to do what he wants to do with it. Hmm. Um, and so yeah. the two are very different. Yeah. We were really, really trying our hardest on our own strength to grow, grow, grow. Mm-hmm. And now we've gotten to the point where we want to scale and we're like, Lord, we have no idea. We cannot do this on our own. <laughs> right. We cannot scale right. on our own. So, um, yeah, hmm. I, I appreciate that. So, Dave, let's allow that to transition now into it's been about a year since yep. we've started these conversations. And I'll allow you to kind of – share a little bit about what you want to share in this journey, but I want to preface whatever Dave's going to say with the fact that I, um, you know, I'm, I'm charged with kind of leading the organization and with that comes a lot of responsibility. And one of the things that I've really, uh, I struggle with at times is having these open, honest conversations, mm-hmm. even though we're men of iron, right. And yeah. we're like, Oh, you got to be transparent. You got to be honest. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all men. We all, you mm-hmm. know, we still struggle with the same things, yeah. but I think for me, what I've witnessed over the last year, mm-hmm. what I've experienced over the last year in regards to Dave Towers is a man that has, um, I've seen more spiritual growth take place in you over the last 12 mm-hmm. months. 
Um, I've seen a more mature, I don't want to say mature cause I don't think that's the right word, but it, it's just been a, mat- a maturing process for mm-hmm. you. Uh, I've seen you change as a man. Um, and it's all been kind of at arm's length, kind of a distance from a standpoint. Um, but I've also kind of seen this, these conversations evolve as well. Mm. And so even though it's been a difficult 12 months mm-hmm. of kind of navigating and trying to figure out where God's taken you and men of iron, yep. Uh, I think there's been a blessing in all of it. So mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the last year, what's what's happened and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And Garrett, I want to thank you. I want to thank Men of Iron. A lot of that spiritual growth has come from being in this culture, being in this context, having these conversations, and most importantly, saying, hey, let's rely on God and all this. It's interesting too, even in this podcast, being able to process some of this. I think that a lot of what you're talking about, growth versus scalability, I think growth is one of my strengths, going out, bringing on new directors, getting them up and running. I think scalability and getting more into the systems is where you and I kind of realize like, hey, growth and, and sales and, and even management is a strength. Scalability systems, like they're really laying out how are we going to get the systems to where they want to go is one of my weaknesses. And I think that's maybe where we started having the conversations of what does this position look like going forward? Um, And it's also where God kind of started laying a vision on my heart for this other uh, company that I'm about to start. And I think for me, it's neat to see those two things kind of come together. Uh, It was a clear God knew that, that my role here was going to change or that we needed to bring somebody else in to be able to really scale it while at the same time also kind of saying, Dave, I want to uh, take you into your next steps. And so it's been a lot of prayer. It's been a lot of conversation between you and I. Um, and it's been a lot of really just figuring out what does God have for, for both people. And so it was interesting for me just again, to be completely transparent when we started having that conversation, what does it look like to bring on an operations guy of which I, I was the first to say, I'm not an operations guy. Um, and really my heart kind of went to, uh, this was before I knew God was calling me into something else. My heart kind of went to hey, if this is somebody that I can grow from, that I can really learn from, like I'm probably going to stay on board and still be very content. Uh, And then that summer led into the fall and towards the end of last year and and you hired Joel and I was like, oh, Joel's the man. Like he's the right hire. He's awesome. Like I can definitely learn from him. But I still felt unsettled and I was kind of like, well, what the heck, God? Like I love what you're doing here at Men of Iron. I, I, I love what's going on but I still just felt unsettled. And I think for us, that was kind of when our our conversation changed a little bit from Dave, what's your role here? And how do we continue keeping you in your strengths to does God actually have something else for me? Yeah. Yeah. And I look back, I think it was June last year that Mm -hmm. we initially had that. Mm -hmm. It was a first sit down where it was like, Hey Dave, we've made the decision to hire this operations. Um, and I think that was hard for both parties to have <laughs> that conversation because, yeah. you know, Dave had been on board at that point for three years, mm-hmm. yep. um, and kind of was overseeing that function of, of mm-hmm. the organization. And all of a sudden this baby is kind of being taken from you and yep. it's like, well, what do you mean? And so that was hard from, right. from my standpoint to have that conversation, but it needed to happen. Yep. I think it was hard for you to hear it at first. Yep. Uh, there was a couple of weeks of processing that. I know that. Um, that, that I remember that. telling you, like, I'm going to give you seven <laughs> days to be really mad at me. Um, uh-huh. But but I think through that, um, that evolved into, okay, the, the hiring of, of an operations individual in Joel. Mm-hmm. 
and then this unsettling, still feeling unsettled um, to the point where another difficult conversation needed to happen. And it was like, hey, Dave, um, we sense or I sense that something's going on here. You know, you're not it. Your heart's not into this. And it, I was trying to figure out what it was. Yep. We didn't know. Yep. And that's what we started with is your heart not into this or you're not feeling it. And I, again, now it came a difficult time for you again, where you're like, all right, I got to be honest. Like I'm not into it right uh -huh. now. I'm, I'm struggling through this. I'm trying to filter through this. So, hmm. um, there was multiple conversations and really what it led to from, from my vantage point at least, and you can kind of confirm or deny this, but it was finally like, listen, Dave, we want to give you permission to make the decision that needs to happen. That yep. needs to be made for you and your family and mm -hmm. for men of iron. Yep. Um, and I think there was the, the scary part of that from your point of view, maybe was the unknown mm -hmm. of all, well, if, if I leave here, what, how am I going to provide for my family? Right. Like, <laughs> right, right. What am I going to do with the rest of my right. life? Yep. So anyway, um, those basically just said, listen, we want to throw this out on the table. Let's just commit to prayer. Mm -hmm. And so me, you and Joel, we committed to prayer. We were transparent to the staff through that time. Yep. So anyway, um, then it continued where it was like, well, hey, we need to meet on this weekly now. And so it was every week we're having a conversation. Dave, where are you at? Where are you at? And for Mars, you know, I think it would have been really easy to be like, man, Dave, you got to get your head out of your butt. You're out of here. And But that's not what we felt. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was more like we need to help Dave process through this a little right. bit because that's what's best for Dave and it's what's best for men of iron. Yep. So talk about where we landed, Dave, mm -hmm. and, and where you're at now. Yeah. Yeah, and Garrett, that's that's such good insight and, and wisdom. I think part of it too was, at at some point I opened up, right? I, I struggled for a while. God, why am I feeling unsettled? And then uh, I opened up actually first to Joel as well, saying, Joel, he kind of threw a softball pitch to me to for me to like really open up about it. But it it was God, what the heck are you doing? Like, why is this that that things aren't quite working out here? And you're calling me to something else. And Men of Iron seems ready to really take this new direction. Um, and so then whenever I checked with a couple of people first, Hey, I'm thinking about really telling my boss and the president that I'm thinking about leaving. And they're kind of like, you don't do that. Like you don't tell your boss that you're thinking about leaving. And I felt, felt very comfortable with the culture here. And so that's when you guys joined me in prayer. Uh, I actually presented to you my vision for this real estate company. Uh, I've been very blessed that, that I've had some rental properties on the side and my plan was just to cap those and keep going here and kind of leading in the capacity that I wanted to. And that's when it kind of came up. I was like, God, I want this to be something that honors you. And I realized that I was able to speak life into the tenants. I was praying over some of my tenants. I was uh, inviting them to church. Some were coming to church. And that's when God kind of opened up my eyes and our eyes as we were praying through it as a staff that God's uniquely gifted me in this certain area uh, that, that it seems like it's working out for men of iron and it's also working out, uh, for me. And it's been neat as we've prayed through it to talk about, Hey, as, is Dave being called to this? And then if so, what are the next steps for me to finish? Well, for me to honor my time here for you guys to be honored by it as well. Um, and so, yeah, from a, from a sideline kind of vantage point, it's cool. Like whether it's a secular workplace or a Christian faith-based workplace, like yeah. I think parting ways can be mm -hmm. messy and and ugly but it's cool to see from from a sideline vantage point just kind of how smooth on both sides mm -hmm. this transition has been yeah yeah it's been it's been very good stevie how are we doing on time man i want to i want to make sure we're honoring our listeners and viewers time getting close all right well i just want to i want to kind of bring some closure to this conversation because there was a turning point um 
in all of this for me. And it was a, a, a turning point when we finally came through and we had prayed through it and we had had these mm-hmm. conversations for 12 months, basically. Yeah. Not 12, but probably 10. Yeah. 10 months. And um, what I realized, what God has shown to me is the value of in any organization, again, mm-hmm. for profit, for purpose, whatever it might be, is having the right people in the right seats. Mm-hmm. And, and what I've come to realize, and I don't want our listeners or viewers to think the wrong thing from this, but I realized that had I been the one responsible for leading this process mm-hmm. with you and these conversations with you, I don't think we'd be sitting here having this podcast. Mm. Um, and so what I realized is that, um, Joel, God kind of used Joel as, I don't want to say a coach, but as somebody that was really able to facilitate and, and really kind of have these initial conversations come back to me and say, Hey, this is what Dave and I are talking about. This is what Dave is saying that allowed me to kind of get all the emotion out of it Mm -hmm. that was happening between you and Joel and Mm -hmm. saying, okay, We've got to make a sound decision here, both for Dave and his family and for Men of Iron. Yep. And and Dave, I just want to, I want to honor you, man, because I don't think that too many people would have um, had the patience to kind of stick through the startup, mm-hmm. experience the growth that Men of Iron did, getting into now we're kind of changing. The, it's not that things are changing. The vision and mission remain the same. It's just that we're trying to position the lighting to go off in the room. Um, we're trying to position everything, obviously, from a standpoint of um, being able to do what God wants to do with with the ministry, right? And sometimes, as difficult as it is, um, people come and go in that process. Mm-hmm. But I think you've handled it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just thank you. Thank you for your time here. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what would you like to say? How would you like to end this? This is your time to kind of all the individuals that you've worked with, that you've interacted with, yep. um, donors, advocates. What, what would you say to end your time here at Men of Iron? Yeah. I mean, the first thing is thanks. You know, thank you to you guys, uh, Steve, Garrett, staff. Uh, thank you guys for building into me, for walking through this with me. Uh, directors. Man, those have been my main friendships, right? Those are the guys I've been working with. So thank you to them. Um, mentors, proteges keep growing. Uh, and also, like, I'm not completely dropping off the face of the earth. I'm still directing it. I still love what Men of Iron's doing. I said in the staff meeting this morning, it's weird to be jumping off of a ship that's really just starting mm-hmm. to take off. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, thank you to, to everybody. And, and God is good and using the ministry. And I look forward to still participating just in a volunteer capacity. Love it, man. DT, it's been an honor and pleasure working with you, man. It's been fun. Dave Strong Towers. DST. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Awesome, man. Well, for more info on the Men of Iron podcast, you can go to menofiron.org backslash podcast. Thank you to our special guest today, David Strong Towers. We should, we should give a little background on the DST. Well, who was that, Brian, that, that started that one? Yeah, it was to or the, JB? No, it was Brian. It was to the <laughs> TNT song. So I asked him to sing DST instead of TNT. Oh, so good. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all the, all the uh, streaming platforms. Go give us a subscribe and rate and all that good stuff. You can find the video version on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again to our sponsor, Family Field Guide, episode 37. We are out. <laughs>